0: everyone. Welcome to the beauty and behavior podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. A new week, a new episode. All right, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, um but I was just thinking about this um topic and thought, you know what? I think that could be a podcast. Um so and who knows, as I get to talking it may end up getting long, who knows. But I had I had a client talked to me about her child triggering her um, and her child's trying to be funny. She's being silly, but it's really triggering her and she couldn't figure out why is this triggering me. And as I thought about it, I'm like, you know, silliness was also a trigger for me in my life. And I know it comes from as a child, being reprimanded for you know um just being silly and being a kid and you know goofing off, and we you know get told in no uncertain ter- terms that uh you know knock it off that that's not okay, you're being too loud, you're getting out of control. And so, so you could probably hear the train in the background as it was going by. Um, But so where was I? (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. The getting out of control, um, acting silly. And so I think as adults, when our children are acting silly, It triggers that sense of, oh, this was punishable. This can't be happening. This is wrong. You got to stop. And so I think we can get triggered by that. Um, And when we can uncover what that trigger is about, we can own that as our own. Instead of blaming our child for acting out, uh, we can... Own our own feelings around that, and our own uh, misguided beliefs about it. This is when we can be aware of the beliefs and the stories in our head um, that we're making up about things, then we can. It loosens its grip on us. You know, it's not. We don't control our thoughts. Our thoughts just happen. Uh, But when we can witness them and notice they're there and, um, you know, just kind of lean into them, they loosen their grip. So when we can be aware that we are triggered and behind that trigger is some kind of a misguided belief uh, that's bringing up some emotion in us, we can be responsible for that and become curious about what is underneath this trigger you know opening up kind of like opening up the hood of a car open it up and look and see what's in there um and name what the feeling is that's coming up i feel really angry about this the silliness is is bringing up frustration for me or whatever that is uh and for me also i think silliness um could be a tr- used to be a trigger for me because it was like if some if people were being silly or laughing i they were laughing at me so somehow i um perceived uh, people's laughing and having a good time as uh, being uh, laughing at me, so at some point, I probably had an experience or experiences where maybe there was some teasing going on i I felt teased um, or I was just being me and got laughed at probably by siblings um, but so then. You know, my body carries that memory and and then I can get triggered by that. So um, it's really working through and dispelling um, those beliefs, knowing that oh, that was a perception, um, that's not happening to me now. And so I think there's this kind of belief of always being in control and always being cool and in control. And I know Brene Brown talks about that, um, how we have gotten the message that just being ourselves and being silly uh, is not enough. We're not enough. We're less than. Uh, we have to always be you know, in control and professional and... And, you know, it's kind of all about, now that I think of it, now that I'm talking about it, um, all about how somebody else is perceiving us, right? How we always have to be um, cool and in control and um, it's all about how we look to others, which plays into one of my biggest barriers um, that I've had on this self-discovery journey that I've been on for the last several years. And that is the barrier of what other people think. What are they going to think? And so having to act in a certain way so that we're perceived as enough, I think that can also play into it. So even when our kids are acting out, acting silly, Um, It's almost like, oh my gosh, you know, this you're not enough. You know, it it triggers that not enough feeling. And so we just want to shut that down. And, you know, in school too, in class, you know, you're being happy. You're being silly. You're, you know, you're interacting with friends and, you know, we get in trouble because that's not the time to do it. Um, But it's the way that it's addressed that really has us, Um, leaves us with the sense of lack that I always have to act a certain way so I'm accepted and so we grow up with this mentality of, of approval seeking of having to be validated it's almost like we're always asking am I enough am I enough is this okay how am I doing you know we 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 want that encouragement, that knowing that we're enough and because we don't know it. You know, traditionally, we are so focused on the element of control and compliance that we totally neglect the emotional support that we truly need to grow up with a sense of self-worth and a sense of, I'm enough, and I really wasn't planning on doing a podcast on enoughness, but maybe that's what the trigger is. Maybe that silliness and just being ourselves and not being in control and compliant and obedient has us feeling that sense of lack. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that play into the feeling of not enough, but I think this can be an element, too, that I really hadn't thought about before, because I think that the feeling of not enough is a collective um, wound, that we have all feel this sense of lack in, in some form or another. And we really live in a lack mentality. You know, we're always, we never have enough time. We never have enough money. Or, or another way to say that is, well, it'll be enough when. You know, I'll have enough money when I have X amount of dollars or when I have this much profit Um, or it'll be enough when I have a house on the hill or the um, lake home or whatever it is. You know, it's always, it'll be enough when, and we're always reaching for enough. And the deal is, it's never, ever, ever enough. Once we get this X amount of dollars, then it's like, we got to reach for you know the, the bar is continually moving uh and and it that's because we're looking for external things to fill the not enoughness that actually comes from within it's internal it's our sense of worthiness and nothing nothing external can make us feel whole and worthy, and as someone who spent most of my life seeking approval, I know this to be true because I know the you know the worry of oh, what are people going to think? you know the um, talking in public was like excruciatingly painful. Um, Because what I would do is I would look to people to let me know if I was worthy or not, basically. I mean, I didn't know that's what I was doing, but I know that now. So I would watch their faces and I would presume by the look on their face if they were um, accepting me Or not. And it never dawned on me that what it was they were thinking was not even about me. You know, we make it all about us, and what other people are thinking is absolutely 100% about them. Even if it's, well, they're thinking this about me, is still about them. What we think, what we feel, and how we act is 100% about us. And when we can um, own that, it is liberating. We no longer have to look at others and ask, is this okay? We just have to ask ourselves, is this okay? Does this feel good? Because if it doesn't feel good, feel it in your body. How does it feel? this decision you're making or, or this thing that's happening, how does it feel? Because if it feels um, yucky and, and it causes tension and stress, then you're not in your truth. There is a false belief going on. If it feels uh, comforting, then you're aligned, you're in your truth. So I say, as we become more aware and can be true to ourselves, then we can honor that. We can uh, let down our guard and, and be silly and actually let our true selves be seen. Because I think for me... Anyway, that is uh, the fear that if I let down my guard and let my true self be seen and and just be myself, that somehow that's going to be rejected because at some point in my life, when you know we we are being silly and just being ourselves and get told. You know, that's not okay. What we hear is you're not okay. You need to be different. Um, it's hard to be authentic. In fact, in a world that says this is who you should be and how you should be, is very courageous to be authentic. You know, as children, I think we got the message that being ourself, being authentic didn't get us anywhere. Um, and so we start to be who we think we need to be, in order to not get in trouble um, and to be accepted. But here's also another thing with kids being silly. I think, um, and or making a game out of something that in an inappropriate time. So kids will make a game out of something that in 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 a very intense moment where uh, where the adult um, who is with the child is becoming frustrated or becoming angry and that doesn't feel safe that is scary to a young child having a angry adult and so to cut the intensity of that, they will make a game out of that moment. To, It's a coping skill to get through it. Uh, not realizing that they are throwing gasoline on a fire. Because the more they make a game out of it, laugh and um, run away and, and laughing as they're running away... Um, That just fuels us. I know for sure that was one of my biggest triggers was when I was angry that my child would be laughing. And so there again comes that trigger of you're laughing at me. You're ridiculing me. Um, And that can feel really painful. Um, but if we can see that from a different perspective um, and, and see that uh, this child is trying to get through this intense moment, um, and just focus on what's going on with us inside our body, and uh, being willing to calm our inside state, in, internal state, uh, because if we're not willing to do that, Um, Our child will not be able to do that because our state dictates their state. In an older child, our state influences their state. And so um, the willingness to bring our inside, uh, what am I trying to say? The willingness to calm our internal upset, not to act like we're calm, but to to feel calm. There's a difference between acting calm and feeling calm. And we are responsible for our own internal state and responsible for managing that. It's it's not somebody else's job to change what they're doing so that we feel better. That is our responsibility. Because when we make it somebody else's responsibility that also is plays into this whole um the the what i call the collective wound of not enough because when we make it somebody else's job to change what they're doing so we feel okay we also expect that um or we've also been on the other side of that where, where we've been expected to change somehow to make it okay for somebody else. And what happens is when we fail to uh, please somebody else, we feel less than. And that creates and plays into that feeling of not enough. And I have found it very liberating to know that when somebody is feeling a certain way or acting a certain way, that that is about them. That I don't have this feeling of, I need to fix it somehow. I need to be different to to make this better. Or I need to do something different to make this better. Because that causes a lot of stress because we actually don't have control of that. So when we are trying to control that which is actually not in our control, it causes us stress. So the next time that you are feeling stressed um, or just feeling uh, some kind of angst, uh, think about. Am I, what am I trying to control that's not mine to control? And you might not be able to come up with the answer right away anyway, um, but just that curiosity kind of loosens its grip. It kind of helps us to uh, possibly bring down some of that stress, just getting curious. So I'm curious. What are your thoughts about silliness or excitedness? And that's another one. Except being too excited isn't um, really accepted either. Um, so, so this week, um, be curious. Beware. Look at around you and notice when uh people are being silly or excited around you what feelings come up and this might not trigger you at all um i mean these this you might resonate with you and it might not um but it was something that was on my mind and so i thought we would talk about it um because i think that's liberating too to just to Talk about subjects and um, know, you know, are other people thinking this stuff too? Or is it just me? And I guarantee you, it's not just you. And it's not just me. So you are not alone. And if you are curious about creating happier, healthier relationships in your life, Head on over to my website at dianesorensen.net slash work with me and join the Beauty and Behavior community. All right. Have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you back here again soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at dianesorenson.net and get on my calendar to see if the beauty and behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon.